0: Hey babe,
1: welcome back. Oh, hi. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Dyer.
0: You ready for this?
1: Sure. I think I'm having a pretty good hair day today. I don't know she's yeah,
0: It does look good today. You're mm-hmm. so handsome. Yeah, your mom goes Here? to college. You do sound like him. <laughs> all right, so welcome to episode two of Loving an Addict. We want to talk about all things.
1: Today specifically, things that we missed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there was a story, something that happened with you and your college roommate that kind of wanted us to have a bigger reach and give parents warnings. Yeah,
1: just underst- realizing that when we are authentic and able and willing to share, it's crazy who we can possibly help. But
0: well, and I think people are like, "Why are you? How can you do this so early? Mm. How, like, what? How are you sharing?" and what people don't understand is we've kind of lived this for seven years or more and in some ways have been prepared for where we are now.
1: Right. I mean, That's it started a, a dozen ways. years ago, a
0: lot of ways. So, all right, tell your story.
1: Yeah. So college roommate, friend of mine known in 30 years now, which is crazy. Five, five or six years ago, we, we met for lunch and this is after Emma had been through her first treatment program. I think at the time she was healthy, clean, sober. So we met for lunch and he was like, dude, what can you share with me? What, what, what did you write wrong? You know, what's your story, whatever. And as I was telling him about how her Emma's essentially all of this came from her own personal shame in regards to very, what I call early onset pornography use. So I was telling him all about that, and one of the things I said to him was, you know, when she was about 12 or so, and her behavior, we'll talk about this in a minute, her behavior was just so erratic and different, and it just wasn't her, really confusing. I remember calling my dad and talking to him about how hard it was to be a parent and our struggles and stuff, and he said to me, man I don't know what what if she's involved with pornography and I remember saying to him no way like she's 12 and she's a girl and she doesn't have access and you know like we had passwords on the computers and we we had her check her phone in at night like it wasn't in her room by herself and things like that and so I totally blew that off
0: well when you say it's not girls you and I did we of that era or of that thinking like, well, it's only boys that really have a problem with pornography that right. becomes an issue in their lives. Girls right. don't have that. So, and again, we this is a dozen
1: mindset. years ago and, and we've all as a society have become much more educated on it and informed. So we know that what we thought was wrong, but anyway, so I was telling him how we just didn't know. And she was really young. And after what I didn't know is I had lunch with him about three weeks ago and I hadn't seen him in five or six years. And he actually didn't know that Emma had passed. And so we met for lunch and was like, Hey dude, how are you? Oh my gosh. What's new? Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I don't know if you, you heard or knew this, but you know, we lost Emma a few months ago and he completely broke down and was really emotional and actually it was hard for him to talk for a couple of minutes or so. And I, I didn't really understand at first, why that was, it was such an impactful thing for him to hear because then he, then he started to say, I never told you this, but I feel like your Emma really helped. And he might've even said saved my youngest daughter because the day that we had lunch five or six years ago, he went home that night and he started talking to his youngest who at the time was 12 about pornography
0: she was, he was worried about. He was like, she was, we were worried about her. So yeah. He had reason to ask.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think she's the youngest of four. So this is a conversation he didn't have with any of his other kids. And so, you know, it was all new and difficult and whatever. But he told me at lunch three, four weeks ago, he said that day I went home and, and, and it wasn't easy to do, but we started talking about pornography and it turns out she had been involved with it and it doesn't really matter what level or how much or how or whatever but he's like I didn't know but because I had that discussion with her ever since and she's now 18 or so she's very open with him they have very healthy discussions pornography use for her wasn't didn't it wasn't like a shameful thing or, or an experience that she had to keep hidden forever because it was the most embarrassing secret. And anyway, anyway, he was thanking me for having shared our story with him because he felt like it, it was very, very impactful for her and for his family.
0: And that's so much of why we're doing this podcast. Like we want to warn parents and give them tools and help them not feel alone, you know, Mm -hmm. when they are where we have been for so long, but.
1: And we were in in the thick of it a lot with her. So we met a lot of kids over the years that had horrific uh, self-image of themselves. very Like terrible shame. Self-destruction. Self-destruction. Really toxic, negative self-talk. And it's it's painful to watch and and to see. So we're hoping that we can help people avoid that
0: if we can. So let's talk about the things that we missed and that we chalked up to angsty teen or normal teen or oh starting your period and that we were saying all of those things I remember saying that all the time well she's different she's doing this oh yeah she's a teen that's
1: hormones Yeah, junior high which by the way junior high sucks oh it really worst. does yeah. the
0: armpit of school years is what I like to call it I think it's worse than that but okay I think you're right anyway Let,
1: let's bounce how about this with we'll just like go back and forth I'll say she wore tutus every day over her clothes
0: she did that was I want to say sixth or seventh grade. It was like literally every day. Okay. And you think, oh, whatever, you're finding yourself and yeah. it's quirky and our kids are but.
1: creative and they're <laughs> you know they don't fit in a box and blah blah blah, good for you.
0: But that's okay. It, 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 but it was just something that was different for her. It wasn't her character all along. so
1: like out of the blue. Exactly. Yeah. So what's one that you can think of?
0: Um, she colored her hair like in Kool-Aid, which again, no big deal, but it was out of her it wasn't her typical.
1: Yeah. It was you know, a character. it was a weird cry for help. Yeah. She was mean to her sisters all of a sudden.
0: Well, it was mostly Bella, sadly, the one right below her in age and they were closest in like their bedrooms, and so she just kind of became the punching bag. There was Kind of fighting that was play fighting that turned into like hurting mm-hmm. lies. She also slept a lot as like a coping mechanism. Which looking think-
1: back, yeah, we realized it was a, a coping mechanism for her. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: She got in trouble at school mm-hmm. in, in 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 just like weird ways. Like what doesn't make any sense, and some of her language and you know we just I, I wouldn't say we ignored it, but we did brush it off to. Teenagers.
0: Yeah, we did.
1: Which was a mistake. Yeah. But like I said, though, we did a lot of good things.
0: We did do. You know,
1: and I will say this. I started kind of looking at this whole thing in a in a different way. I like sports. I like competition and things like that. And like as a strange example, the NBA finals this year. You know, it was won by the Denver Nuggets. And they made a lot of mistakes throughout the series in the last game that they won, but they did enough good things to win the championship. And so even though we've made a lot of mistakes, I feel like we have done enough to win the championship, which is hard to understand. But my point is as parents, you're going to screw up constantly. But ultimately you're going to win this difficult game of life, like you will. And it's inevitable that you're gonna make mistakes. You have to, it's like the only way to learn, it's the only way to overcome, the only way to grow. And what we're hoping to do with everything that we've realized is to share it with people so you can make less mistakes.
0: Yeah, and I think something that i wish that we did do is not be afraid of our kids making mistakes like i think we learned that later on but when they do make mistakes like when we found out really how bad things really were like when emma got to be in high school um so we found out that she was coping with this shame of course we didn't know about the pornography use until after she went to her first treatment facility her senior year um but her coping skills for this shame she was feeling was, became self-harm. We had a few trips to the ER. Um, and also sex. She was using that as a, I'm sure it was a way to kind of feel love and feel, yeah. you know, like a temporary fix. But of course that was very destructive because of the way that- um, She went about it. Yeah. yeah. So I really wish that- Cause
1: we, we're big fans of sex. <laughs> under the right circumstances <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so i really wish that when we knew how bad it was that we didn't overreact that we took time to sit down and say look these are the changes i'm seeing in you you, you, you weren't acting this way a year or two ago like you weren't you weren't doing making these choices can I'm seeing these things. I'm really worried. At what can I do? How can I how can I help you instead of what did what language did we use?
1: Well, I can tell you right now the mistake I made personally was I tried to have a lot of conversations with her as this was getting worse and worse. And so helpful tip number 2 I guess today. Teenagers have a really hard time looking you in the eye when they talk about, when you have to talk about something serious or hard. Like they almost won't ever. It's imp- or nearly impossible. So I learned that because uh, I tried a lot to talk to her about stuff and it went nowhere. We even took her to see counselors and therapists and they were like, She
0: wouldn't say she a
1: word. She won't say a word. And I'm like, My kid? Come on.
0: Yeah, wouldn't open a ball. So it's like going on walks is better.
1: Yeah, better so like- some kind of activity that they like, you know, throwing the ball around, shooting hoops, going on a walk, ride skateboards. Our youngest, Sophia, has a hard time communicating about almost anything.
0: We love you, Sophie.
1: Oh, adore her, she's <laughs> a butt kicker. Um, she's not shy. It's just, she doesn't really talk about a lot of stuff. Not um, an open book. Yeah, not an open book, but when she was trying to get her learner's permit, I would take her for driving lessons, and I, I noticed that when she wasn't looking me in the eyes, we were both you know looking out the windshield, and while she drove the car, she became an open book. Because it was like a distraction of some kind, and also it wasn't you know in her face,
0: so it may be less intimidating.
1: Yeah, like probably that. Eye eye. Probably less intimidating. Yeah. So Sophie would drive and just barf out whatever. I loved it. I'd just sit there and and listen, you know. So and
0: that's sometimes hard for us to just listening, but we uh, also use. But hold
1: on, of- you were really good about listening though. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. After our initial like, ah. Uh, I know that you became a very safe, uh, compassionate, empathetic ear for Emma because, by nature, you're a great listener.
0: Thanks. By
1: nature, I'm the opposite of that.
0: (laughs) You are a talker, but that's okay. You're also—I have a lot of awesome talent. I'm so awesome, yeah, and humble,
1: of course. (laughs) But, but uh, these are things that we learn the hard way, right? And so. When you see things in your kids, because you will, like you will, I think the right way to bring it up is, like I said, some kind of like, like our kids, whatever your kids enjoy, do it with them. Even if you're terrible at it or whatever, because it's something that they, when they're in the middle of it, they will be more open. I I just know that they will.
0: Yeah. And there's So. so much of how you're saying it. Like, do not use shaming statements. Like, how could you? You're... Why would you do this to us? What's wrong with you? Or What's the, the matter family? with you?
1: Yeah. yeah. What we, we taught you different from this. We taught you better.
0: We've given you everything. So yeah. it, that's more like a manipulation statement. of.
1: Look at your mother. <laughs> look at the tears in her eyes that you're giving her or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. I
1: did say that once, didn't I?
0: Oh. Ah. Babe, we were so dumb and young. And that's the sad oh, part real. when we look at... When we look at Emma's life, we're like I'm really sorry you became the guinea pig for the rest of our kids and cuz we're learning and growing and we don't know. We 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 tried the best we could with the knowledge that we have. So again, that's the reason we're doing this is to get that kind of stuff out. Mm-hmm. So So let's talk about why we decided to send her to a treatment. Okay, you go. Well, First our
1: word from our sponsor. Water.
0: How did you get that?
1: Does a body good, Jira.
0: <laughs> How did you get water to sponsor us?
1: I treat you right.
0: <laughs> what is that? I think
1: it's Dairy Queen. Mm-mm, <laughs> <laughs> mm-mm, good. <laughs> is that Subway? Let's, I
0: don't know. Let's throw them all out oh, there. Oh,
1: hi McDonald's, Subway, <laughs> Arby's, whatever. Yeah, anyway, water's good. Thank oh, you, water.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, uh-huh. he keeps me laughing, and that's so good, you guys. So good. <sighs> that's been huge. For our healing humor is. has
1: been huge, yeah. It has
0: been really yeah. good.
1: So for all of you that have no humor, hmm <laughs>
0: sorry. Yeah, <it's> funny. <laughs> no, so, okay, so we are, she's in high school, her junior year, and she had pretty much straight A's. Up until then, she was able to kind of pull it together, even though issues kind of started sixth or seventh grade. Junior, you know, I would say sophomore year, she had really good grades. We'll have to
1: tell the whole story, but... She did have a couple of good years, like ninth and tenth grade were pretty good. Yeah. For for a couple of reasons, but we'll talk about that another time.
0: Well, then junior year hit, and she's failing all of her classes, and.
1: Well, the first semester she did great.
0: Yeah, that's true. And even went to state for singing. Yeah. Which was. It started second
1: semester when she met a couple of friends that were like, "Hey, do you smoke weed?" She's like, "No," and they're like, "Why? It's it's legal, and it's not addictive, and my parents give it to me." And this was Washington a dozen years ago.
0: Not a dozen, babe. Thirteen. Well, junior year. When, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so she's like, oh, okay. And when she smoked weed, it literally eliminated all of this shame and and terrible toxic self-talk. It just went away.
0: That was so much of her issues yeah. was that was self-loathing. And didn't she once say that the first time she did try weed that she was immediately hooked and was like, this, yeah. this is...
1: Like, it, she'd never felt that type of release from all of her just self-lo- self-loathing. self Yeah. Yeah. So much that, and this is all after the fact, that her friends that introduced her to it, at some point were like, Emma, we don't, we don't smoke every night. We don't get high every night. We do it like once or twice and that's it. We have jobs, we have school... Like, why are you so hooked on this? And she's like, why aren't you hooked on
0: this? Well, and she did say a lot later, you know, she never understood as she got into NA and AA, she never understood how people could, who were addicts could still socially use. Cause she was never able to do that. Once she started using any drugs, it became a huge, yeah, quick like avalanche. Yeah. And, very quick. And her. a lot
1: of people can function while they still use, but she could not. Yeah. No.
0: So we knew all of this stuff. We knew yeah. we didn't know anything about addiction transfer. Well, let's not go there. Never mind. We didn't. Not, we didn't tune like-
1: in podcast thirteen. We're going <laughs> yeah, to talk about addiction right. transfers.
0: <laughs> that's coming later. You just wait. Um, no, we d- we knew it was bad. We, nothing we were doing could reach her. We just she wasn't opening up to us. The therapist wasn't working. We were
1: A couple trips at the ER because she consumed everything in the kitchen cabinets, which wasn't much more than Advil and
0: you mean, Benadryl and stuff. Yeah. The medicine cabinet. Yeah. yeah. So she, yeah, we just knew it was really bad. So we started looking at, we're like, do we do wilderness camp? Do we do a rehab of sorts? We, we had no clue. So mm-hmm. we started looking and, and found a place in Washington that she would move to Washington. I'm sorry. We were in Washington. Yeah. She went to Utah.
1: But for whatever reason we just really felt good about this program that she ended up going to called Turnabout Teen or Stillwater. It's in Utah.
0: Yeah. Shout out to
1: these guys. They were great.
0: They were great. Mm -hmm. She kind of met all of their criteria as far as who's at risk, a a teen at risk. And so they said, Well, yeah, send her. Why don't you go ahead and bring her and we thought at first it'd be summer. Through the summer. Yeah. This was like near the end of the year when she finished her junior year. No. She hadn't finished.
1: No, she had to finish at Still water. Okay. Yeah. Now, initially we thought, okay, 90 days. Yeah. Right. Put, put, send you to somebody who knows, knows what, what to do. what they're doing. Professional care. This is your thing. There it's was not our,
0: therapy. It's not there our was, thing. Yeah. Right.
1: But it turned into a year because after, what, four to six weeks, she decided that she wanted to stay the whole time.
0: And it was her whole senior year she ended up. And it was
1: her choice to do that.
0: It was her school. Yeah. So she ended up graduating there of I think it was about twelve or thirteen, fourteen kids maybe. It wasn't a lot, but
1: she Valedictorian
0: Valedictorian, which we were very proud of her. Actually we were. And that was it a was huge a awesome day. Yeah, it was the graduation and her speech and everything was huge. Yeah. And so we we learned a lot as well. We didn't really talk about that because we were getting Zoom therapy every week. with her yeah. and with you and I. So it was kind of talking about, you know, some of the stuff we mentioned, the mistakes that we made, things to move forward in progressing and talking about how we could help her after she left. And
1: I remember we haven't even talked about this very much, but I remember at first there was a lot of teaching from her to us.
0: That's true. Remember she was enveloped in therapy.
1: She was like, Dad, I have some things to talk to you about this week. I don't like it when you say this, and I don't like it when you do that, and this hurts my feelings, and, th- and I was like, ooh, ow, ooh, ah, okay. Like, there was a lot of that at first.
0: Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah some eye-opening for both of us. But it taught us a to, ton, though. I think so, as well. That was
1: really helpful for the other kids.
0: Yeah, so, anyway, tip for the day, besides what you said of how to talk to your kid, I think taking your, the kid's phone away at night, so oh, checking they can get them in better sleep, check yeah. them in. You know,
1: and And, and give them a break
0: and maybe put them somewhere where they don't know they are because we remember Emma coming in and sneaking and getting her phone. And this was to kind of the era where it was like it was mostly sexting, it wasn't necessarily a lot of internet access at that point. Remember, it was like Blackberry days, and Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so that's the tip of the day. I
1: think we forgot to bring up a little bit of what happened near the end as far as how she knew she was loved, no matter what?
0: Oh, yeah, so when Emma got in trouble, when things got really bad, she knew she could call deaf. and she knew that she could, no matter what, whatever state she was in, and I was really thankful for that because she wasn't calling her drug dealer. she wasn't calling an unhealthy friend, she would call deaf. and I think they both did, both did that to protect me, even though, you know, I'd hear about it later, but I was really, really grateful that she felt safe enough to, to call Duff to come help her. And that's what we need to do. We need to be a safe place to land for our kids. Yeah. Even like, though we had,
1: it, we had we had boundaries with her. Like, she did. knew if she used, she couldn't live in the home. But
0: And if she didn't want help. Yeah. She was using and she didn't want to go to rehab. Which
1: which was a few times. Yeah. You know. But she also knew she could come home for dinner or meals or do laundry, like
0: take a shower. She wasn't
1: excluded from the family. We just couldn't accept her using while living in the home with, you know, three other sisters and stuff. But I just the decision I made a long time ago was I don't really care anymore about anything except making sure she knew that Unconditional love, irregardless of behaviors and choices and things that she felt she couldn't overcome.
0: We wanted to be that safe Uh place to land. Yeah.
1: And the other thing is, we had a couple really hard years as a couple. It was very straining on the relationship, looking back.
0: Well, we had so many things against us. When she went to rehab, it was like financial stuff and family stuff. and And I'm not saying... Little arguments. They were big. His mom had passed away two years before she went in, which is really hard on which everybody. Which was extremely difficult for mm-hmm. the entire family, and really, really, really big punch in the gut things. That honestly, on top I'm of, kind of, of this. proud of us for making through that horrible. You're welcome, Kara. Hey, thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, sometimes we look back and think, How did we do that? How? How? how on earth did we make it through that? But yeah, we kept going and we kept being each other's cheerleaders. And mm-hmm. anyway, next week we're gonna talk about how she did after, how she did after she left treatment and all that, all that came with that, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, so if you like this, please share it with somebody, anybody. It's like when you buy your first Chevy truck and you're like, oh my gosh, you didn't realize how many Chevy trucks are on the road. This is no different when, when people start to find out, oh my gosh, so you have a child and we, oh, looks, turns out so do we, or.
0: Yeah, we want to reach more families. So share
1: it with everybody. Our goal is that we can help. We want people to understand, look, you're not on an island. You're not, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your kid. Yeah. Like your families are amazing. Your kids are, the, the kids are incredible. The kids, they don't, they don't like this about themselves. We'll talk about it another time. You know, they don't like that they're addicted. They're wonderful humans, and we just want everybody to know, and we're going to say this at the end of every episode, every broadcast here at PBS. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the reason we're doing this is because this is something I said to Emma every day of treatment. And she, and she, she never was... forgot, by the way. Yeah, she, she always said that in her graduation speech. speech. Yeah,
1: and she, so. she thanked you for this, too, because you were so good at being an empathetic and listening ear. Thanks, it babe. took me a long time to figure out how to do that, but she always knew that about you but there's always 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 hope
0: and there's always always help
1: always help yeah
0: all right guys see you next time